Hi, this is a message from Life Church Leeds. We hope it encourages and helps you. Matthew 22 is where we're going to go right now. Matthew chapter 22. Normally when I speak, most of you are aware, the audio-visual team are definitely aware because I send them about 700 scriptures that they have to input. Today there's just four, and it's um, in fact five scriptures that I'm just going to read in one passage in Matthew chapter 22, reading from verse 34 to 39. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, he was good at doing that. Jesus was smart. Sure, he was anointed, but he was also smart. He had the ability to understand people, to read people, to speak into situations. He was wise. The Bible says at the age of 12, he was in the temples discussing the things of God, okay? And so he knew what he was on about. He silenced the Sadducees, so the Pharisees got together. And one of them, who was an expert in the law, how many of you know you need to be wary of experts, (laughs) especially experts in law, okay? tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first, and it is also the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and with all of your mind. If you have a pen or paper, I want you to write something down. If you don't have a pen or paper, this is your one time to get your phone out and to take notes effectively, okay? Or open the notes section on your phone. And if you don't have a phone or a piece of paper, just memorize this as best as you can. What I'd like you to do is write down the three things that you spend most of your time doing, okay? Other than sleeping, Okay, so take sleeping out, because that's what we all do. I want you to write down the three things you spend most of your time doing. I'm going to give you a few seconds just to do that. Obviously, for some of you, it will be school, it will be college, it will be work, it will be FIFA. Um, Just... The three things you spend most of your time doing. Have you done that? Okay. The second thing I want you now to do underneath that, I want you to write down the three things that you value the most in life. The three things that you value the most in life. It's very quiet in here. I feel like a teacher in a classroom. Class. Three things you value the most. Okay. Now, you should have six things written down. It would be interesting. It would be interesting how many of those things correlate with each other. Because it's amazing how much of our time is often spent on things that we don't always value. Incredible amount of time that we spend on things that we don't actually value. Now, I know we often have to spend time doing things that we don't always want to do. You might not want to go to work, but how many of you know you need to go to work? 
okay? And so I appreciate not everything that we spend time on we value, but it's amazing how much other aspects of time we spend on things that we don't always value. And yet often what we truly value doesn't always get our very best. What we truly appreciate and what we truly value doesn't always get the best of us. It doesn't always get the first of who we are. How many of you in here are on social media? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Bebo, any of those, TikTok. How many of you are on um, social media? Just put your hand up in the air. Okay. How many of you think social media is the devil? Put your hand up in the air. Okay. <laughs> Half of you. Okay. Um, Many of us are on social media. Some of you are on it now. <laughs> Put your hand up if you're on it now. Scrolling through Instagram because it's way more enjoyable than listening to me speak. Okay. Many of you are on social media. In 2019, there was a study done that said that the average time for those people who, you know, this is average now, okay? So you might think, well, this is not me, but this is the average person Time, the average time per person spent on social media was 153 minutes per day. Okay? That's just over two hours. What, two, over two and a half hours a day spent on social media. Now, that's the average. There are a lot of people who do way less than that, and there are also a lot of people who do way more than that. Now, assuming the average lifespan of life is 72 years, just use that as a figure for now, and you are on social media and you are an average kind of person, there are these calculations that are made up in terms of how you spend your life if you pass away at the age of 72. 26 years and five months of your life is spent sleeping. <laughs> how many of you want a bit more spent on that? 26 years and five months is spent sleeping. Three years and seven months is spent eating and drinking. Two years and two months is spent shopping. One year and 11 months is spent socializing. One year and eight months is spent doing housework. Eight years and four months is spent watching TV. And six years, think about this, six years and eight months of your life is spent on social media. If you spend 153 minutes a day on social media, which is the average, you will spend over six and a half years of your life on social media. The rest of your life is spent, obviously, in education and in work, okay? And so it's, they're rough estimates. How many of you are slightly surprised and alarmed by those figures when you think of how much time you actually spend on those things? Now, I'm on social media, so I'm not, you know the one up here saying you should be off social media and you're wasting your time because I'm probably as guilty as you are maybe when it comes to spending time scrolling through things. You're like, why am I scrolling? And sometimes you even go on Instagram and you're like, I don't even remember going on it. <laughs> Have you ever been there? It's like when you drive home and you drive home, you're like, I don't even remember driving home. I don't remember changing gear. I don't remember the roads. I've just found myself home. Sometimes you find yourself on Instagram. You're like, I didn't even go on there because it becomes such a habit. It becomes such a natural thing that you do. Now, just because we value certain things in life doesn't mean we prioritize certain things in life. And you have to make a decision in your life, and as do I, that says, 
the first things in my life need to come first. And so I want to just spend this short time that I have with you this morning teaching this message, first things first. Because if our life is spent doing all of those things, we have to ask ourselves, do we value our life? Do we value those things enough to prioritise those things? The first things in my life need to come first. They are my priority. What does priority mean? Priority means to be regarded and treated as more important than others. So when you have priority on Ryanair, (laughs) doesn't mean a lot. (laughs) In fact, I was once getting a Ryanair flight and these people had bought priority and they were in this queue and we hadn't bought it. We were in this queue. No lie, the Ryanair person opened the door to the priority and said, run, you've got 20 seconds to get on the plane before they open. Everyone, the priority is running to their seat. And so, but the reality, the real meaning of priority means to be regarded as more important than other things. And so clearly in your life, certain relationships in your life have a greater priority than others. Agreed? Are you here? Are you alive this morning? I'm struggling to, uh, struggling to hear you. You are responsive. Okay, so if you have kids in here, surely they are more valuable to you than other relationships in your world. They are your priority, right? How many of you sometimes get texts that you don't respond to? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I will get back to you soon for those of you that. But how many of you know if your partner texts you, <laughs> you better get back quick. <laughs> Why are you not responding to me? And because you, prior, because you value that relationship, you prioritize that reply over other replies because it is more important than others. How many of you in here love to-do lists? <laughs> how many of you love to-do lists? And you have a big to-do list of things I've got to do today, things I've got to do this week. And there is great satisfaction in ticking off your list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, you control freak, yes. Uh, Normally a list of jobs to complete in order of priority. Some of you spend your Saturdays going through your to-do list. And if you get to the bottom, that's okay. But what's most important are the things at the top of the list. That is what you truly prioritise And in 2020, here's a bit of help for you. Some of you need to start writing some to-don't lists (laughs) rather than some to-do lists. Have you ever thought about writing some to-don't lists? I'm not going to do this today. No longer am I going to spend my time doing that. No longer am I going to go there. No longer am I going to entertain that conversation. No longer am I going to go to that place and keep serving that thing and it's just not in the right heart. And it's not the right. No, I'm going to do some things that I don't want to do and I'm going to stop doing those things. You see, one of the main reasons that our souls often struggle is because our key values are not prioritised. Speaking to someone recently, and they, just were, they were just struggling, if I'm honest, in life. And when I started getting to the and kind of, you know, the roots to the fruits, the fruit was the struggle in terms of I don't feel great, and this, I'm just not thriving here, and I'm a bit miserable, and I'm struggling. And, you know, I could sense there was a struggle, but actually their fruit was really the fruit of what was really the issue. 
And really the issue was the things they value the most, which was their family, they were spending very little time with. Their friendships, which they needed, they were spending very little time with because they were so consumed with their working world that they were struggling to prioritize the other things. They were prioritizing work over that. And yet their faith was also struggling because they hadn't been to church in months, hadn't been in Christian conversation and faith conversation for a long time. And so therefore, souls begin to struggle when what you value the most is not being prioritized. Because you go back to your family and the relationship's not quite how it was. You, you go to church, you don't really feel like you fit and it doesn't really feel right. You, 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 you want to spend time with friends and you, you're like, the friendship has changed. Why? Because you prioritise something else. And now I'm wondering why I feel like this is because you have chased and prioritised something here, but it, 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 the value is not as valuable as the other things. But yet there's a misorder in how the prioritization has taken place. This is making sense. The things that you value in life are not first things first. And so when this expert comes to Jesus, asking him which of the commandments is the greatest, he knows, because he's an expert in the law, He knows, and everybody knows, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and Jesus, who was also trained in the Jewish ways, and so like he knows his stuff. They all know that there are 613 commandments that are on the Jewish to-do list. Everybody knows, Jesus knows, there are 613 commandments in the Bible to fulfill. And this Pharisee comes to Jesus trying to trick him and says, so which one is the, which one is the most important? Now Exodus 20 is when the commandments are first given from God to Moses. And God gives the first 10 commandments to Moses. And what is number one in those commandments? There are obviously 10 commandments. The first commandment that God gives to Moses is, you shall have no other gods before me. God is basically saying, first things first. Work, hobbies, relationships, interests, passions, whatever it might be, whatever idols start to develop in our lives, you should have no other gods before me. Because if they come before me, guess what? Your soul is going to struggle. The commandments weren't there to kind of block us. The commandments were there to empower us. Do not murder. How many of you know that's a blessing for your world? Don't do it. It's not going to help you. Okay? Do not steal. You know, do not covet. All of those things. Those commandments are given by God to Moses, to the Israelites, because God knows if you can fulfill these commandments, you will live a prosperous, blessed life. It's just the natural way of obedience, like we spoke about last week, the flow of blessing. Let the flow of blessing. And as you are obedient because he's been kind to you, you end up walking in blessing and you end up walking into a blessing because of the obedience of following his will. And so the commandments from God were those commandments. You should have no other gods before me. God is saying, I am first. In fact, if you read the Old Testament, okay, you will find that the first is really important. 
The firstborn receives the blessing. When you have your crops, the first fruits go to God. The Bible says, you know, the first day of the week becomes the Sabbath. All of those things that are important with the first, there is something about the first that God establishes which is crucial because we know first things first. And so as you identify your first, if that is God, everything else can follow. But God cannot follow anything else. God has to lead. God has to be in first place. You should have no other gods before me. That's why Matthew 6 verse 33, Jesus speaking says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things then that you've been worried about shall be added unto you. But it's hard for them to be added unto you if Jesus is not, and the kingdom of God is not, seeked first. There has to be a first place in your life. There has to be a top button. And if I had a shirt on today, I'd demonstrate it. But how many of you know, if you get the top button right on your shirt, all the other buttons can, you know, flow, you know, you know get in place. But if that first button is wrong and it's misplaced, your whole shirt will be out of sync and out of unity. Why? Because the first button is not in the right place. And it is the principle of the Word of God where first things first. And Jesus responds by saying all of the 613 commandments follow the prioritization of the greatest two commandments. And this is where he's smart because they're trying to go, which one of the 613 is the most important? When the reality is all of the 613 commandments are important. Now, all of the 613 commandments really fit into the 10. The 10 are like the headline commandments and all of them then fit into the 613. And the 10 commandments can really be split into two main commandments. One, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind and strength. And number two, love your neighbour as you love yourself. Jesus is smart enough to take all of those 10, split them into two and say that is the greatest commandment. And guess what? All of the 613 then flow from that place. It is the prioritisation of the greatest two. And so we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul and mind. That is the first, Jesus says. And the second is like it, where we love your neighbour as you love yourself. Just pass me these um, hangers for this short illustration. So let me, let me put it like this. If this is, if this is, where's the pen? Have you got the pen? Here's the pen. Thank you, Boomy. Okay, if these are all of the, say, 613 commandments, Jesus is saying, the, mo the most important thing, number one, is that we, we love God, okay? The second is, it, is that we, let's just call it love people. They're the first and greatest commandments. And Jesus is saying everything else basically hangs off them. All of the other 613 <laughs> hang off the two greatest priorities in your life, to love God and to love people. So if we take those 613 commandments now, many of them which were kind of, you know, wash in certain areas and do this and kind of kind of Levitical law, which is a bit too deep. Tyrone will look at that another Sunday. 
we'll let you know and we'll have the greatest attendance we've ever had in church. Probably do it in the hub or somewhere like that. Just joking. But if we use these 613 laws and we put this into 2020 and look at your priorities that you have in your life right now, the values that you have, the interests that you have, the things that are taking up your time, Jesus is basically saying all of those things have to hang off these two greatest commandments. That these need to be the priorities because you see, loving God can't hang off social media. <laughs> loving God can't just be a byproduct of your working world. Loving God can't just be something you do on a Sunday morning while everything else kind of fits into place. No, these hang off the first. First things first. Make sense? Thank you, Eddie. Just take that away from me. If you can prioritize first things first, then those things become leaders for other priorities, which is still important. And so we're not undermining the importance of other aspects in your life which are important. I'm just saying everything else needs to follow what you have prioritized. So then why is it when life hits hard times, sometimes do we reorder our priorities? It's amazing, some friends I've had, and when life gets hard, it's like immediately they call me. I've not spoken to them for six months, and then boom, they call me. Why? Because it's all, I know what's going on in their mind. An issue has happened, and now they're thinking, God, I need you. Where do I go for God? I go to Dave, so let me call Dave up. I'm like, why haven't we just spoken like consistently every week? Well, they got busy doing this and this and this, but now life gets hard, and now I need God back in first place, but yet he's kind of just been hanging around somewhere. See what I did? Hanging around somewhere somewhere else. (laughs) And they try and reorder when life gets hard. You can't spend, and you won't spend, and I don't mean to be crude, but you won't spend 153 minutes a day on Instagram when you have a family member who is dying of cancer. You just won't. Why? Because other things become priority. You'll start researching, you'll start praying, you'll start visiting them, you'll start speaking to them. And other things that you used to do, I go to the cinema twice a week, it's like cinema can go over there. Why? Because when life hits hard times, your perspective shifts onto what truly matters. But what if we could establish a church and a culture where we don't only make that shift when life hits hard times, But we stay focused 24-7 on the two greatest, the greatest commandment, which is number one, we're going to give God our very best and he is first place in our life and we love people and our perspective shifts onto what matters. Question, what truly matters? So question I want to ask you today as we round this up in the final few moments, like what truly matters? And I know it might be a little bit of a deep question. Some of you are like, Dave, this is a bit philosophical today on a Sunday morning. Like, what truly matters? Is there something going on in my world? I think it's just probably a lack of sleep, okay, which is leading to my philosophical mind. But you do come, you do come to a point where you go, like, what truly matters? Now, I love football. I love sport. I know you think I go on about it a lot. And it matters to me. But it doesn't truly matter. Does that make sense? 
Like, I love sport, but it doesn't truly matter. It doesn't enter the world of my faith. It doesn't enter the world of my family. It doesn't enter the world of the purpose of God in my life. Sure, it plays a part and it's a great source of joy to me. But you know what? If it's a matter of family or football, I'm choosing football. I'm choosing family. <laughs> oh no, they're waving. They're listening. Monopoly is obviously finished. <laughs> I'm choosing my wife. I'm choosing my kids. And you make those sacrifices, and sometimes they are sacrifices. Plenty of times I've wanted to go out, I've wanted to go there, I've wanted to do that, but you don't. Why? Because I'm prioritizing my family, I'm prioritizing my church. I'd love to travel there and I'd love to go there and I'd love to do that. And there's times when we can, of course they can, but you know what? I've made a decision to prioritise my church. Those things are what matters most. And so therefore, when things begin to happen, what truly matters, and I'll tell you what truly matters, is your walk with God. If we boil life down, if we get to the brass tacks of what life is actually about, it is about your walk with God. Sure, your business is important. Sure, your house renovation is important. Sure, the hobby that you have is important. I'm not undermining any of that. But it doesn't compare with your walk with God. It's in a different league. So therefore, how can we spend so much time doing things that we prioritise over the most important thing? Our walk with God. Your job is important and your friends are important and your YouTube channel is important. <laughs> but they're not first. Don't get God hanging off your YouTube channel. Don't get God hanging, out your, hanging off your nights out with your friends. All of those things hang off first things first. See, most of the angst we feel is not because God is absent. It is because God is not number one. Therefore, when life does get hard, our other priorities become the shock absorbers for our pain. And they're not built to be shock absorbers. And so where you hope this gonna shock absorb, it doesn't because only God can absorb the shock. Only God can heal the pain. Only God can take that away. Only God can heal that. Only God can change that. And you might be here today going, yeah, but Dave, God is my number one priority. I'm here. <laughs> and you are here. And this isn't a complaint or a telling off to anyone. But the first and greatest commandment is not go to church. The first and greatest commandment is to love Him with all your heart, mind and strength and you can love him by going to church and I think being here today is the best decision you can make every week I'm biased in that but I truly believe it 38 years I've been putting God first every Sunday morning and even now we have the complexities of football Sunday morning football Jay's playing Jay's a good player he's playing a team these people want him to play and how do we manage this but I make, I'm, I'm prioritising church. And so last week, the game was at 11 o'clock. I said, I'm sorry, Jay, can't play Nick last week. This week, the game's at 10 o'clock. He made it here for 
No, the game was at nine o'clock. He made it here for 10.30. Why? Because we're going, you know what? Church is our priority. We still want to play football and we still want to enjoy those things. But there is an aspect in my life where I'm saying first things first. And I remember being 14, having to make the decision in certain aspects of my life, what is first place in my life. And it was hard sometimes. But I love God. I love Him. And it's the most important thing to love Him. Loving God is what truly matters. And right now, think of someone you love. Just think of someone you love. It might be a parent, it might be a child, it might be a wife, it might be a friend, it might be Mo Salah. Just think of someone that you love. Because what I don't want to do in this moment is give you four ways to love God. Like, I can't tell you how to love God. In the same way, I don't want to give you four ways how to love your kids. Point one, (laughs) take them to McDonald's. Point two, take Saturday mornings. Point three, how you love your kids is how you love your kids. Loving love isn't some something you program. Love is something you feel. Love is something you give. Love is something you share. Love is something you respond to. If you want to love God with your whole heart, soul and mind, it is a walk with God. Jesus says He chose His disciples, not that they might fulfill jobs and fulfill purpose. Jesus says He chose His disciples so they might be with Him. I love that. Sure, they did jobs and sure they fulfilled kingdom purpose, but Jesus just loved being with them. That is your walk with God. And so today, I don't wanna give you how to love God. It's a walk with God. Ultimately, it is a relationship between you and Him that grows between you and Him. And Jesus is saying, guys, sure you're good at scheduling your program of your law. Sure you're good at scheduling your faith with the 613, but it means nothing if you can't love Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your mind. I think Jesus is saying, I'm not gonna teach you how to love God. Just open up your heart to Him. Follow Him. Walk with Him. Listen to Him. There's nothing wrong with work and hobbies and the gym and interests. I have them and you have them but they hang off the first and the greatest commandments because there is a battle for your attention and you will always be attentive to what you value. If you value it, you'll be attentive to it. Because I value my kids, my eyes are always attentive to where they are. Sure, I might be talking to someone, but I know I can, I can identify where they are because I'm attentive to what I value. And what you've got to do is you've got to resist distraction You've got to resist distractions in in life that try and reprioritize certain things. You have to avoid, resist the distractions, other things that take your attention away from God. And you have to resist busyness, getting preoccupied with urgent things, but not important things. Did you hear that? President Eisenhower said this, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important, and the important are never urgent. There are things that come across your day every day. And it's urgent. We have to deal with it now. No, you don't. 
you have to prioritise what is important and you embrace time with God and time with each other and you embrace authenticity with God and you embrace authenticity with each other. God isn't looking for a new member for His club. (laughs) He's looking for you. He's looking for the whole you where we hold nothing back but we say, God, here I am. Jesus, here I am. Take my whole life. Don't waste your best life. Walk out your best life with God. And maybe today make a few decisions and reorder and reprioritize a few things and make a decision. We're going to put God first. Why? Because first things first. We love everything else. But what truly matters to you is the question I want to ask you today. Amen? Come on, let's stand up to our feet. We need to close. I'm going to invite the band up and they're going to lead us in a song, a bit of worship, and then we're going to come and close this service out. But I'd love in this moment of worship right now, maybe just to reorder, reprioritize, and go, Jesus, first things first. I'm sorry (laughs) where I've made things different, but today I choose to put you first. Today I reorder things. Come on, let's worship Him. Let's be open up our heart. Let's be authentic in our love and our worship and our devotion for Him today. In Jesus' name.